It is play-in game time. Drinks at the last chance saloon for both New Zealand and Illawarra. But who will survive the standoff to fight another day? We get an answer to that tonight. Plus the latest news from around the league on a big day of NBL Hoops. It's a rare Monday edition of NBL Now, starting your week off in the right place. Joel Peterson and Damon Lowry with you this morning. Damon, play-in game day. It is a very exciting time. JP, good morning, man. I love it. The last chance, what is it, last chance pub? The last the last chance saloon. <laughs> the last chance, somebody is going, somebody is calling an Uber and they're going home. Yep, yep. I reckon it's a, there's a maxi taxi booked. And it just whichever team piles in there, that's going to be uh, the way that this this rolls out tonight. Um, it is, of course, we sort of got to the start of this playoffs campaign last Wednesday, and now tonight, seven thirty Eastern Daylight Time, Illawarra and New Zealand, the winners to continue into the playoffs and face Melbourne in a three game series. The loser is done and dusted in season twenty twenty four. Let's start with, I guess, how we frame this one up. We'll do a little bit of a deep dive on this game, and then we'll we'll hit some of the news off the back of this. So if you want to hear about Sydney, you want to hear about Jalen Galloway, you want to hear about Isaac Humphreys, uh, stick around uh, because we will get to that this morning. Um, so the Hawks looking to bounce back. Uh, disappointing performance against Tassie. Justin Tatum described it as, as lacking energy, lacking intent, and really not what they're about. New Zealand had to really fight another one out against Sydney. As they come into this game, how do you size these two contenders up? Man, the New Zealand Breakers and Modi Maor, they got to start with the leader. Modi Maor is that admiral, Joe, that admiral of adversity. As soon as things go sideways for this team, as soon as things, as soon as the proverbial hits the fan, this dude knows how to galvanize his team. They've been doing it for the entire season. PJC has been the one constant for the entire year. Seems like everybody else has had their injury run. And yet this team can go on the road and just get it done. When it looks like they're not supposed to, Will McDowell White comes back from injury, and now he's being, you know, he's a contributor. Zion Cheatham, same thing happened to him. He gets hurt in-game, comes back, plays meaningful minutes. Um the praying mantis, the kid vicious, Montes, he was missing early in the year. Now he's a key, a key piece. Look, I just love the way they go about it, and it's going to be very, very hard to count them out ever, ever. In saying that, the Illawarra Hawks have also showed they've got some minerals, Joe. They've showed their minerals on the road when they went to Perth, when they went to Sydney, and now they're back home, and now they get a chance to have the crowd on in their favor now to see how they respond. So this game, man, it is a brave man to tip this one. I've got no tip, by the way. I got no tip. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna be a hell of a game. Now the injuries are an interesting one for both teams. You sort of prefaced it there with New Zealand have dealt with this all throughout the season. We know there's no Anthony Lamb. Uh Zylan Cheatham had his leg taken out in that in that Sydney game and he battled manfully. He's going up for dunks and blocks on one leg. Uh Will McDowell White Still, that shoulder looked so sore, but he was battling through. And then on the other side of it, you've got Gary Clark for Illawarra, who has spent the last two weeks in a moon boot off the court. We knew that. He was pretty upfront with that. That wasn't something that they were trying to hide. But having been there in person uh, last Wednesday, 
he did not look comfortable at all. He was settling for three-point shots. In the second half, he got to the rim a bit more. It was the Gary Clark that we have known to sort of expect. How much do those, especially the Cheatham and the Clark injuries, potentially swing the matchup if these guys aren't at their best? Yeah, the Gary Clark matchup, his situation is, okay, yep, he was hurt, and he had to settle for more threes. But guess what? He can hit them threes. He can still... He is a consummate scorer. He can score from all three levels, no issue. And once that ankle warmed up, then he started getting on the rim a little bit more. But for that for that matchup, them two guys right there, two athletes, Zion Cheatham doesn't score all that much, even though I think he can be more aggressive. But he plays the defense. He gets the rebounds. He knows how to finish. Gary Clark's going to have to defend. We'll see how effective he can be. But after a week between games, there's no excuses anyway, so I don't even know why we were banging on about these injuries. But I'm looking more at guys like Sam Frawling. Sam Frawling was very quiet. Um, he only got like maybe 20 seconds of Marcus Lee, but then he got a heavy dose of Will Magnet. And this is when Sam Frawling, he's got to be at his best. He don't have a, a, a great array of post moves. He, he's more of a bully ball kind of a guy, and he couldn't do that with Will Magnet. Can he bully Mango Mathieng? I don't think so. I don't, that's going to be interesting. Mango can get in foul trouble, although he was great last game against the Kings, kept himself on the floor. But Sam Fraun is going to have to produce because I'm already penciling in Gary Clark for 20 and 10. Okay, so Gary Clark's going to be near his best. Um, how do the Hawks stop Parker Jackson Cartwright? It seems an eternal question at the moment. I don't know that, I mean, is the answer that maybe they can't. I'm not sure. But, I mean, what's their best path to trying to limit his influence on the game? Man, almost said they can't stop him. But then I watched the Iowa Hawks stop Bryce Cotton twice. So, it's going to take a collective. The one thing that Bryce Cotton doesn't have over, in my opinion, PJC, is PJC's got the ball from baseline to baseline. He's got the ball. It'll, the Perth Wildcats have to get the ball to Bryce on a lot of occasions, whereas PJC's already got it. And, Joe, PJC is faster than me and you put together on our fastest day. PJC can get around every single human being in the league. You got to hope he misses. He, ain't, he don't come from that school where he thinks the mid-range shot is a bad shot. That's his best shot. And you think... Let's keep it out of his left hand. I heard Derek Rucker mentioning like he's way more effective out of his left. Yep. But also saw him shoot threes out of his right hand. I saw him go around people out of his right hand. The guy's an absolute nightmare to guard. And when he's making his three ball, I don't know what to tell you. So the Hawks going to have to make sure, first and foremost, they get back in transition. Because this guy's a human one-man fast break. If they can do that, take away his transition points and keep him strictly in the half court, their chance of slowing them down. And, and by slowing them down, I'm talking 20 points. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a job to slow them down. I must say, I'm not bringing a lot to the speed table. I'm heavily relying on you in that regard, Damon, to try and keep up with uh, with our man, PJC. Uh, any words of it? We know he keeps an eye on the NBL socials, Damon. Any, anything to fire him up for tonight? You got any sort of Derek Rucker material to try and give him a bit of a burst? No, no, that's my man. That's the vice president of the little big man society. I'm, I'm riding with him. Now, in saying that, like I said, he's been a joy to watch the entire season. Him, Jordan Crawford, you know my crew, my little big man crew. 
But, uh, but yeah, he's proven that he's a match with him. Um, he can lead this team. And like I said, he's going to need some help. He's going to need the intangibles. I thought Isaiah Liafa was great in that he made a great cameo towards the end of that Sydney game. Going to need him. Going to need Rooster Vicious to stay on the floor. He's a, he could be a little hot-headed. He could be a little reckless with his fouls. They need buckets out of him. He's get, he can get you double figures. And like I said, they also need Mango to stay on the floor. Mango was great last game with, with big-time rebounds. Um, finals game like this could, you know, quite often they come right down to the wire. How important could Tyler Harvey's history against New Zealand be? I mean, we know he's a confident player, but when you have made big shots against an opponent repeatedly, it's got to give you just that little bit extra, doesn't it? Oh, man, repeatedly. We remember last year from half court, just about Tyler let one fly for the win. Look, if that game is close down the stretch, you got to keep the ball out of his hands. And Tyler is another scorer that can score from all three levels. We all know about his three balls, his 35-footers, but his float game is the best in the league. He gets into the key off the left leg, off the right leg, right hand. It don't matter with him. If he's in the key, he can get that shot to go. So, yeah, the game cannot come down to the wire if you're the breakers and let Tyler have an influence. Um Man, it's just match winners all over the place of this team, man. This game is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of veterans too. So Todd Blanchfield uh, with game 400. So um, a, a, a long and, and, you know, an interesting journey through Todd Blanchfield's career across a number of different franchises. But uh, he's doing some good things at the right end of the season for the Hawks at the moment. And it could be the last that we see of Tom Abercrombie. If this doesn't go New Zealand's way... Uh, Tom Abercrombie will bow out in the playoff game tonight. So uh, we talk about the stars and some of the young guns, but uh, there's a couple of veterans there that are that are poised for uh, potentially big nights as well. Shout out to to both of those dudes. Todd Blanchfield, I got to see up close and personal when he um, made a cameo in the 3x3. We were in, um, where were we, Singapore, and I got to watch this man shoot, and I just thought, wow, like 400 games. I mean, just the longevity, to be able to just A, stay healthy, B, be uh, the kind of guy that teams always want, although Perf didn't want him last year. But, you know, to start off a, a season or a career, he's always that guy that you know it's going to get from top. He's going to make shots. And that is a skill that will keep you in the league for a long time. So good luck to him tonight. And also, Amber Crump is just, we all know about him. He's a warrior of the highest order. And he's trying to keep this fairy tale, this Cinderella kind of story, this aging warrior. He's hung up. He's calling. He's calling quits. But if he could go out with some champagne dripping all off his jersey, that'd be awesome too. Yeah, absolutely. The nicest man in New Zealand, Tom Abercrombie. So uh, that'd be. It'll be. There's so many storylines for this game tonight. You said off the top that you you don't have a tip. So is the do you have in your head an outcome that's more likely, or you really can't see which one this way goes? Joel, yeah, I'm no fence sitter. I'm not a fence sitter. I just, I just don't know, cause like, wh- who, who, who bets against the breakers? Like, who does that? <laughs> like, they got all the heart, the collective heart. They got the most collective heart, I think. Can't, can't bet against them guys. The Hawks at home, that fairy tale they're living. The Justin Tatum administration, <laughs> I'm all for it. Can't go against them guys, man. A double overtime game, buzzer beater, something to just the basketball guys want to see. Look, I no result will surprise me. 
No results surprised me this game. So it's just going to be sad to see one of these teams go because the both the way they both been playing is just been glorious to watch. Yep, it absolutely has. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one for the road, and I'll have New Zealand by six. Will be uh, will be my tip in this playoff game tonight. But I think uh, the playing game is going to be great. Seven thirty Eastern Daylight Time, of course, uh, on the screens of of ESPN. You can catch the playing game, New Zealand and Illawarra. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Let's hit some of the news across the weekend that came out oh, in. No. I'm sorry to cut you off. I can't be a tipless dude. Okay. I can't be tipless, Lowry. Hawks by one point in double overtime. Yeah, I don't think anyone was surprised with where that was going. <laughs> All right, continue. Love it. Uh, the Sydney news. So, Mahmoud Abdel Fattah is out. When you heard that on Friday, where did your mind go? Straight to the playing group. Straight to the playing group. Anytime a coach gets fired, it's the player's fault. It is 99% the player's fault. This dude, Mahmoud Abdul-Fattah, NBA G League Coach of the Year, won a title, comes here, and he has his team fifth on the ladder, made the play-in. It wasn't like he came bottom four. He did better than four other, five other teams. He out-coached, if you want to say that, five other teams, right? But his temperamental playing group didn't like him, and decided to lay down. So shame on the Kings players. As a collective, I'm not saying every player, Joe. I'm saying as a collective, they got this dude fired. Now, they'll they'll say, well, he wasn't playing this guy. He wasn't playing that guy. Did he pick the roster? Did he pick nine perimeter players? Jordy Hunter, Jonah Bowden, and then perimeter players all down the damn list. Everybody can't play. It's a 40-minute game. So all of a sudden you're playing Galloway, you're playing Angus, and then you don't play Angus. Then you're playing Malawatch. Then, oh, man, we got to play Malawatch more. Then somebody's got to sit. Oh, now DJ Hogue is back. Somebody got to sit, man. But how about this? How about you guys just play D? How about you just commit to each other? How about that? They couldn't do it. No, they could They could do it. They didn't want to do it, Joe. So, yep, in the Sydney Kings ownership group, they just said, you know what, let's just throw him out. With a year to go on his contract, got a, got the fifth spot. How many teams would love to have the fifth spot? So anyway, so now the talk is the GOAT coming to coach his team, but we can talk about Brian because he's obviously a walking icon. But yeah, but shame on the Kings players, man. Yeah, it was it was very predictable. You could just see this coming from a long way away, unfortunately. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, you got to feel for for Mahmoud Abdul Fattah. Didn't get the best out of the group, but uh, not sure the best. The group really gave him the opportunity to. Uh, so, as you say, Matt Logue and uh, News Corp reporting that uh, Sydney have had conversations with Brian Gorgian and basically that uh, that he will be the coach if they can they can agree on the terms of a contract. Um, again, not a surprise. Once he pulled his hat out of the Adelaide job, it looked like this was only going to go one way. Is it is it the right move for Sydney? Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, Gorgian is, he's Brian Gorgian, like say no more. I mean, how many ch- championships do you want? How much experience and leadership and just the guys, are, he can recruit. He can, he, he commands the room. Now, it'd be interesting to see because like I said earlier, there's some quitters in that group. There's some quitters in, make no mistakes about it. Now, if Brian comes in there with these dudes, fake it. Will these dudes all decide to run through a wall for Brian? 
don't know. We'll see. It's going to be up to Brian to coach this group. Now, um, obviously, they got to net out the, the contract details and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think Brian wants too much this stage. He wants a nice little beachfront property. He likes his coffees. He likes his, you know, his laid back time. So, yeah, bring Brian back, see if they can resurrect the glory days, which wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago uh, at all. Uh, sticking with the Kings, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, we know, have uh, signed Jalen Galloway to a two-way contract, so he might be one face that may be around the Kings, may not be. Olga Newlich reporting that he did sign an extension with Sydney just before he signed that NBA two-way contract, so the Kings will still hold his rights. But it sort of opens the door for uh, quite a few players to potentially make the leap, Damon, with, with Galloway having gone the first of maybe a few names that we see making the NBL to the NBA leap this offseason. Congrats to Jalen Galloway. He was one guy, one of the few guys in that roster that you could just kind of trust to play the right way and play hard at all times he's on the floor. Elite athlete. That word is thrown around recklessly a lot of times, the elite. But, man, have you seen Jalen Galloway? The guy six seven. His three ball is coming around. His first step is lightning and he can put both elbows over the rim. So he is an NBA prototype guy in 6'7". So good luck to him. Hope to never see him back in the NBL until he's in his late 30s. Now, you're right. That does open the door because we, we see Jack White. Jack White had a cup of coffee in the NBA, and he's still hanging around the fridges. Um, so, yeah, the NBL the, is all eyes on this league. The NBA is looking at the NBL. Too many GMs are coming over here watching Next Stars, seeing other guys. So that's why I thought I was a chance back in the day, Joe, because when the NBA GMs was coming out to see Brad Newley, I thought they might be looking at that little pesky 38-year-old on the end of the bench, but they wasn't. <laughs> but other guys going to get a chance, I think. Guys like Will Magnay, nah, I think he'll get back in the league. Guys like JLA, Melbourne United, they got to be giving him a look. So good on Jalen Galloway, bit of a trailblazer. I thought you were going to say you thought you were a chance as in now and see the bloke in shorts and sunglasses at the Melbourne United game and just think, oh, we could we could pluck him out of uh, out of the, the commentary booth. Um, the, the pieces are falling into place in Adelaide as well. So Isaac Humphries has re-signed with the 36ers. So now Scott Ninnis locked away, DJ Vasiljevic locked away, and Isaac Humphries locked away. It's a nice little start for the off-season for the Sixers. Absolutely. That was an absolute must signing for the 36ers and Scott Ninnis. And I think what was dragging it, why it was taking so long, was because Isaac needed to see who was the coach first. So they was probably trying to stitch him up, but they was, he was like, hang on a minute. If it ain't Scott Ninnis, I'm, I'm, I might be testing the water. So good to see that. So now Scott Ninnis has his, his cornerstones. He's got DJ Vasiljevic and he's got Isaac Humphreys. Now you start to build the rest of the roster. Hopefully, Kyron Galloway is in that mix. He's already got Sunday Ditch, I think, stitched up, and maybe another, um, oh, yeah, Nick Marshall, he's stitched up. So, yeah, now you can start putting this roster together. This is where hard, it gets hard, Joe. A lot of these coaches, these interim guys, that now become the head guy. You're going to be the bad guy now. The honeymoon's going to be over. You're going to have to cut some people. <laughs> You're going to have to start making some real tough decisions. So, it'll be interesting to see which way Scotty goes. Uh, a bumper podcast today. One more thing before we get out of here. The WNBL playoffs continue. Uh, Southside and Melbourne is going to a Game 3. That'll be on Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Uh, the Boomers beat Southside on Saturday, 88-67. to 67. But the big news is we had a WNBL and an NBL commentary team showdown in the fire and the Lynx. It was my weekend headline on Friday with Liam that the Lynx would extinguish the fire in two games and the 4v1 series went that way and uh, our own Annalie Maley got the better of Alice Cunex 
Townsville Fire, and uh, the links are off to the championship series. Good on the Perth Lynx and Ali Maley, former WNBL, WNBL MVP, 3x3 Gangaroo Bronze medalist in the World Cup. Look, we love everything about Anna Lee. She's got a chance, Joe, to enter to the trivia question. How many player, sorry, how many father-daughter have won an NBL championship or a WNBL championship? We've had Shane Hill and we had Shyla Hill. We could be looking at a Paul Maley, Anna Lee Maley, another duel. So good luck to her. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so the WNBL keeping things right on track as well as the NBL. Playing game tonight, it's going to be an absolute beauty. 7.30 Eastern Daylight Time up in Wollongong. It's going to be Win Entertainment Centre, Illawarra, New Zealand. Damon, looking forward so much to that. Can't wait. NBL now continues throughout the week.